BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Today on Getting Real with the Housewives, Cynthia Bailey reveals what it was like jumping on the Ramona roller coaster during the ultimate girls trip. I'm just going to cough this up to like, this is just what you do. Like, you just don't have a sensitivity chip. You don't really have a filter. I don't even know if you're aware of what you're saying at the time at this point. So I don't have the energy to go back and forth with you since this is going, since you got other people, you got to go back and forth <laughs> And not all Diamonds and Rosé author Dave Quinn reveals why Bravo wasn't excited about Bethany Frankel. They didn't really want her either. She had been on Celebrity Apprentice and it was this idea about, you know, what, is it going to be a shark jump moment to have another reality star on the show? Plus, Erica Jane finally answers the question, is Tom guilty? We've got that plus so much more on today's Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly executive producer, Mandy DeCamp. And we are so excited because today we are joined by David Yontif, the host of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. David, we are so excited that you are joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. How are you? Good. How are you? You know, waking up, having coffee. and I'm here with you guys. So what else could I want, right? <laughs> what better way to start the day than with some housewives and David? Seriously. <laughs> well, we have, we have so much to dive into. But before we get to all that, David, please tell everybody about a little bit about your podcast, who you have on, on the show this week and where everybody can listen to it. So my podcast, it's called Behind the Velvet Rope. It is a five day a week interview podcast. So every day it's like Christmas morning, you open and you see who we're going to interview. It's not just housewives, but it's mostly housewives. We just had Eileen Davidson on this week. I never like to say who I have coming up, but mm -hmm. I have Catherine Edwards today. I'm doing a whole Beverly Hills thing. So listen, I feel like this whole world has gone mad and everyone just wants to talk about Erica Jane in the housewives world. And yeah. right. I mean, are you guys finding the yeah. same thing? Oh, so yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like every other housewife could be canceled right now. I, I don't even care. I just I want six parts of this reunion after last night. Seriously. So like today I'm doing a recap with Catherine Edwards from season six. And like we literally talked last night for three hours. It's going to be three parts. And she's like, do people like this is crazy. No one's listening still. You know, when this goes out, I'm like, if we talk for 17 hours, people would still be listening. Trust yeah. me on this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. People just want all the information on Erica all the time. And um, la I feel like last night delivered and we're going to talk all about the yeah. reunion a little bit later on. But before we get to all that, let's kind of recap the housewives in the news this week. So, Mandy, you want to kick it off? So it's been more than two years since Puppy Gate uh, was upon us, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been two years. Um, 
time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, of course. Um, but David Quinn's new book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, the inside story of The Real Housewives from the people who lived it, has put the infamous incident back on the radar. Um, in the book, Real Housewives, the executive producer of the show of Beverly Hills, Chris Cullen, claimed that Vanderpump really was the person who told the press that Dorit Kemsley, sorry, I can never say her name, had given away her new poof. Lisa Ritter reacted, sharing the Instagram story writing, friendly caught red-handed, took two years, but who's counting? Liar, liar, pants on fire. So Vanderpump finally caught in this puppy gate. It just, it took a while. What do you guys think about this? It doesn't shock me. Like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh my God, major headline. I didn't, I didn't think it was that shocking. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, obviously. I kind of feel like we found that out two years ago. Right. I mean, maybe it wasn't like, fully proven but i feel like we know i feel like that's it go ahead david sorry oh sorry you know i was gonna say like kyle is also having a field day with this i mean <laughs> rena's posted i mean kyle this is like social media heaven for these two <laughs> it really is and in the book david um a lot of people claim that you know lisa was the one vanderpump was the one to kind of stir up a lot of the drama behind the scenes and kind of you know make things up a little bit and then a lot of the housewives were scared of her at the time too which was a little surprising i mean obviously that's flipped and they're not anymore but it was kind of lisa vanderpump kind of ruled the roost there for a while yeah. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, Lisa, we've seen her in the, the headlines a lot lately between this and the tweets that her and Camille Grammer are sending about Kyle Richards at the baby shower. Um, obviously it seems like she wants to get back on the show, but now this is happening too. I don't know. Would you guys want to see her back in the mix? She certainly does stir up the drama. It, like, yes and no. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like with, it depends where the show goes, right? Like yeah, if yeah. she were there now, I don't see it. You know, I, I do okay. think, and we're all going to get into some other things. I do think, I think of, I think eventually Lisa will be back. I think yeah. so too. I, I think eventually yeah. she'll be back probably when all this Erica Jane drama dies down and they probably need a new storyline. I think that they'll yeah. probably bring Lisa back in, but um, she may need a big payday because there's all these rumors going around that, sh that she asked Bravo for $2 million to return to the real housewives of Beverly Hills. But she debunked that she tweeted what utter nonsense I have asked for no such thing. LOL. No conversation regarding that at all. Filming something fun today. Of course she left Beverly Hills during season nine, which aired in 2019. Um, in December of that year, she actually told us weekly that Bravo had already asked her about coming back to the franchise. Uh, she said at the time, Bravo, even, you know, said to me, what about the future? I'm like, this is now. And that's then I'm really in a different place in my life right now. I don't know. I like, I feel like, like we just said, I think that she will come back in some capacity in the future. Does she deserve $2 million? This no, if this is true. Well, here's the thing. Now, this is not a shameless plug for the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, where you can, which you can listen to on Apple and Spotify. And all. This is a whole thing. This originated from my podcast last Friday with Catherine at around like the 25 minute mark and like 15 seconds. I'm the one that said all this. We never said it wasn't. I'm literally if you look at some quotes that are out there about she needs it to start with a two and not a one. We were just having a conversation. This has literally become a thing. I am the Bravo insider. I know. Like when I, I was like, this is crazy. So it really became a thing. And we listen, I stand by everything I said, but I'm the one that said it like just that. I think 
kind of like what you just said, when the Erica stuff dies down, Mm -hmm. you know, it's what can top this? Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like bringing Lisa back wood. And I did make reference. I'm not coming for Lisa, you know, which is also out there. If you listen to the audio of the podcast, Mm -hmm. like I made reference to the fact that like, look, Overserved didn't do well. Vanderpump Dogs didn't do well. And Vanderpump Rules is back at least in the first three weeks to half the ratings. So this was my whole hypothesis that I think eventually. So I think I kind of started this rumor. True story, not a shameless plug. It's just we were talking and now it's taking on a life of its own. And I'm like, well, Lisa never did ask. It was kind of our podcast chat. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, what other rumors should we start today then? Who's yes. making three million? <laughs> I stand by it though. I don't think I think she would have to have a two in front of it. That's what I said then. Yeah. I stand I stand behind it. Like I don't think she likes, you know, listen, it wasn't easy for her, right? It was a whole big thing when she was there. But I do think if Vanderpump Rules goes off the air, which I kind of think we're headed in that direction. Yeah. You don't think Lisa would come back for $2 million? Oh, I think, oh, so. I think she definitely will. Maybe do less than that. I think she's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Less. Do we think, I mean, I'm sure Kyle would stay, but do you think Kyle would stay on Beverly Hills if Lisa comes back? Because I think that's probably what people want to see is the two of yeah. them, you know, mend their friendship. I want to see Kyle and Lisa together, but I don't want to hear Puppy Gate no. 8.0. Yeah. Like, uh, we got to move on from Puppy Gate, but I'm into new drama between mm-hmm. them. <laughs> I just and I think that. Uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I think the same thing. I think, like, I think Kyle is like a Ramona type where she knows what's good for the show and she's look, she doesn't love Lisa. I'm like, sure. She's not going to want to wake up and earn her money and film with Lisa. Mm -hmm. But I think she'd be like, this will elevate the show. And I do think that Dorit would go. I don't think like Lisa's going to have, like, she's not going to be a producer, like the whole Bethany thing. Of course, that's not going to happen, but I bet you it's not going to be Dorit and Lisa. Like who cares? Like, sorry, Dorit, it's going to be about Kyle and Lisa. And I think that will be like, I think, would help Lisa come back if Dorit leaves. Mm-hmm. So I think that might just be a like, look, we'll, we'll do this for you. And Dorit will be the sacrificial lamp. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it either. All right. That's our new rumor that we started today. I love it. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Dorit out, Lisa Vanderpump in. <laughs> All right. So moving on to an OC former housewife, uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County alum, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke has a new city and a new girlfriend. Uh, she told us weekly exclusively that she's dating her hair colorist, Jamie Pardon, who funnily enough, she met through Real Housewives of Dallas, DeAndre Simmons. Uh, so take a look. We caught up with her at the uh, launch party for that book this week. We actually met at an event that DeAndre hosted two years ago. You don't know this. We met at an event that you hosted two years ago. And then we reconnected recently. So yeah, DeAndre, oh we outnoted it. I haven't told you the story yet. DeAndre introduced us. So she, we had met during that time because she recently got sober and she reached out to me on Instagram and was like, hey, do you have any advice on sobriety? Yeah. So we started messaging and then when I was out here, we hooked up and... So what do we think of Bronwyn? Are we going to miss her on the upcoming season? What do you think about this bi-coastal living that she's doing at the moment? Uh, you know, <laughs> listen, are you... I'm trying. Do you see that I'm trying to be good and not cause any rumors or cause any? Listen, I don't know, but I have to listen. This is Us Weekly, guys. I have to be honest, right? I got to be, you know. Of course, Bronwyn wants to be by coastal, first of all, because we have paparazzi here in New York. That's the first place I'm going to start. The second place is does anyone? 
I mean, we all are meeting new girlfriends and boyfriends when we're single. Like, does anyone really care? And third, of course, you have to say you met this person through Deandra. Like, you have to, there has to be a housewife's tie, right? Like, you have yeah. to. She's trying to make I that. don't know. I'm, I'm not even being shady. I just, this is where my mind goes. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I just, I worry about her seven children yeah. and how she is taking care of them when she's constantly in New York. This wasn't, I mean, she was in New York like a week ago, too. Fashion week and now the book launch. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Where are these seven children? They're young. They're not like in college. Maybe the oldest one is in college. I don't know. But I worry about them and I I don't understand why she's so public about yet another girlfriend. It's like, why don't you take a few weeks, Mm -hmm. maybe months, maybe years (laughs) and see if this one's going to work out before you put her in front of a camera. She, she literally brought her on our camera. Yeah, she did. Like, and on that note, so I had Fernanda Rocha, who was like Tamara Judge's <laughs> friend of, I had her on my podcast, like right after this whole thing happened with Broman originally. I don't know. I got the impression that like Fernando wasn't in on it. Like I really thought, unless I don't want to speak, but I got the impression like that Fernanda really thought she met somebody wonderful. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like from her point of view, I didn't really think it was a publicity stunt. That was just me, like from Fernanda. And I'm just like, it's not my place as the interviewer to really tell you what I think. But I was like, oh, honey, I don't know if you've met the love of your life just yet. <laughs> and then, but it's like, what's also going on with her marriage? Is she still like, did they still have a relationship or is that just they're just staying married just to have a label? Like, I'm so confused by that, too. It's so confusing, but I agree with you. It's like not mom shaming, but it's like, right, I know. wait, I forgot you have seven kids. Like what is going on? I don't get it. You know, I mean, I'd like to find a husband that wants to just stay home and like, let me fly all over and I'll see you. And we don't even have to have sex. Like we can do it. It's like, it's, it's, I, I don't get it. Let's talk a little bit more about Eric Jane and break down um, these episodes in our real talk. Of course, we have to talk about the reunion. Part two aired last night. So let's get right into it. I mean, were you guys totally surprised that she answered pretty much every single question and without hesitation, really, too? Yeah. I, yeah, like I have a little bit, and I was talking about this on my show today. It's like, it's, the most sympathetic I've been yeah. towards Erica mm-hmm. in, in the past, like many months. Mm-hmm. I totally right? agree with you. I feel like my perception of her like changed a little bit. Um, you did kind of feel walk away feeling a little sorry for her. I mean, you know, but, and then, then you feel like you shouldn't because all these victims, it's just, it's, it's hard to kind of figure out where you should stand in all of this. All the legal stuff aside, which is all horrible. And, and we don't know what, where she's, you know, what kind of, how guilty or not guilty she is really right now. I just felt for her, for the affairs that he had. Mm. I mean, the red panties in the drawer. (laughs) That he auctioned. (laughs) Yeah. That weren't hers apparently. Um, And the three affairs that she found out about, I felt for her in that way. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, she is human and she, I I do believe she loved him at some point and maybe still does. And that's, that was really sad. And I agree. That was the first time I really sympathized with her. Yeah. It's just like that quote where she's like, you know, I'm 50 and he's 80 and his life is over. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like, well, then why are you at it's 
like, I think if she just acted differently on social media and the past many months, I think it would be much more split of where people were. You know, like you said, there's victims and I think people would still be outraged. But I just think it's like she's not helping her cause, you know, so if we saw this other side of her of like, I have to rebuild my life, like you're not going to have total sympathy, but Mm -hmm. there'd be more. Right. You no, know. if she if she wasn't always so much on the defense and if we saw like her, you know, having these emotions and having feelings pretty much, then I think it would have been a much different story. I totally agree with you. And she kind of is tone deaf at times. Like when that mm-hmm. whole thing came up, I think someone called in or wrote in about like the whole being on a private plane. And she was like, well, I didn't pay for the plane. I'm like, I don't know if that's really the point this person is trying to make. Like you are on a private plane where most of America like does not hop on private planes every day. And it's, that's just kind of toned down. Yeah. Like, and she was still wearing the Cartier watch. So, or bracelet, I can't remember what it was, but you still have that. You didn't sell that in the auction. No, definitely didn't sell that. Um, what did we think about her saying like almost that she was like kind of held captive by him, like in the money sense of things? Like, were you surprised that she said that she handed over every single one of her paychecks? And do we believe that? No, <laughs> <laughs> that one was hard for me. Yeah. I just thought that was that was where my that's what I didn't understand where Andy kept saying, like, why didn't you leave? Mm-hmm. And she you like stayed for the money. And she's like, I didn't stay for the money. I didn't leave because I didn't have access to the money. I'm like, this is the exact same thing. Like, that's not like a nuance. She's like, I didn't leave because I couldn't access the money and I would have nothing. But you would still have this six hundred thousand dollar salary. Yes, it's way less than your but. I'm sorry. The average American can't feel sorry for you when you're making this. And like, you still could leave. Like people leave, women leave every day and have literally nothing. There are unemployment. So you could leave if you were that miserable. I don't know. It was like, and she left and moved into this beautiful apartment or a beautiful place. So it's not like she went from riches to rags. I mean, you know, she She went from taking her own private jet to her friend's private jet. Exactly. Okay. And it's 2000 square feet, which I know maybe like, but like, I mean, I live in New York city, but that's still, it's no matter where you live, that's not tiny. tiny. No, no. Not at all. No, no. Was it out of everything that she answered? What was kind of the most shocking thing uh, for you, David? I thought, well, I don't I. I don't know why no one's talking about this. I thought it was interesting when Andy's like, did you ever cheat on him? Like first she had to think about this and do some math, I guess, in her head. And then the (laughs) answer is like, well, not until I filed for divorce. So a, I talked about this last night too on my show. Like, is that really true? Like when you were away and Tom was doing his thing and like you were in Greece and some hunky, like, did he really never cheat? I don't know if I believe that, but regardless of that, like, so wait, you had to do the math. And then when you filed for divorce, that's when you cheated. Cause that's what that implies. <laughs> that's so not cheating who, anymore. Who is yeah. this? Right. But who is this person then? Like I, that is what I would like to know. Who have you been with? If there's yeah. even one, right. Cause she had to think about it. She's like, well, no, I didn't cheat. Like not until I, she implied like she was with someone after she filed. Right. That's so true. Yeah. I, that's wonder, how, yeah. I mean, that's how I took it. Yeah. No, I, is that cheating? Like if you file, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like legally, I don't know. No, but I mean, I right. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, why is I? I think she just admitted she's had been with someone. I'm like, I'd like to know who this guy is. And the hesitation was weird. Like maybe the producers told her to hesitate, but she didn't have to. 
something tells me she probably wasn't always faithful during that 22 year marriage. Especially but she knew that he was having these, yes. these affairs. Yeah. You know, that kind of changes everything. It does. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Lisa uh, Scott Amelia drama, which I'm so here for. I love this. <laughs> she makes it. She is uh, not shy about to saying how she feels about Scott. I wanted to know more about the three times that they met. Yeah, like it sounded like she had a lot to say and just couldn't say it because of her. She was protecting her daughter, mm-hmm. but I wanted to know every detail of those three meetings. Like, did they have dinner? Did they have brunch? Was there, you know? What was happening? What did he say? How did like, me him? Yeah. And like when Andy asked Kyle, like, you know, is this awkward for you with Chris Jenner? I'm like, listen, we can go into a whole Kardashians talk here. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> we can make this five parts, people. Like, let's just talk about the Kardashians for the next hour. And I'm OK with that. I just watched your interview with Black China, too. Yes. I was like, can we just talk about this? Because that's it was great. I'm like a little crossover housewives, Kardashians, please. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, poor Scott. He has really been through, through the ringer this week between this and then Courtney's engagement. Like, I know. Poor Scott. Somebody check in on him. I know. You know. Actually, though, you bring up a point. I would love to see their friend. Is it Faye? who's like yes. been on the show as a guest sometimes mm-hmm. I'd love to see her in the mix and Chris obviously would be amazing but if they're yeah. gonna mix it up that she would be good she would be good I'm, I'm actually surprised that they haven't tried to get her on as like a oh, a friend I think they have yeah. I think she just doesn't want to go doesn't want to do it yeah it doesn't want to go there yeah Faye Faye would be like you see my face lighting up she would be <laughs> epic <laughs> would be epic but we did have a great addition this season of course Kathy Hilton and uh, she brought some uh, much needed comic relief during this drama filled season but you know there was a really touching moment between her and Kyle on last night's show obviously they didn't talk for a really long time their their relationship was strained but they had this really special moment um, over her mom over their mom yeah. As someone who has, you know, two sisters myself, I, I cried. I yeah. totally cried. Yeah. <laughs> it was sad. It was like a finally like I mean, a real moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that we didn't get to see, you know, she was like, you said, comic relief a lot this season and it was nice to see her finally open up a little bit and be, be a real housewife. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. That's what I thought too. I'm like, this is such a real moment for all these, like, okay, this is scripted and they put them in this. That was like such a real moment. I'm like, this is epic. And it's Kathy Hilton. And like, you know, it goes back to the first season with Kyle. And I'm like, these producers must be like, oh my God, like keep the cameras on them. You saw like the subtitles. I was like, like you could just feel that they were freaking out behind like the scenes. Cause Mm -hmm. it's a huge moment. If you think about it. Do we think Kim's going to be back next season? I do. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Well, Kyle told us a, like a few weeks ago that the only reason she wasn't there this season is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made it implied that she, it sounded like she might be back next season because COVID's, you know, hopefully better getting there. That would be epic. Like all three sisters and just, you know, like, do you think she's going to be back full time or like as a friend of? Yeah. I think a friend, maybe like ease back into this for her, but I, I yeah. God, it would be so good. It also made me want to go back and watch that limo scene again. I know they showed a little clip of it, but I wanted, I wanted to go way back and like really dissect that scene because 
that was that, you know, now that we know so much more about their relationship, I want to see like what really sparked everything. Yeah. It's such a good scene. It's such a good scene. Um, and then finally to wrap up Beverly Hills reunion, uh, who knew Harry Styles was a big Beverly Hills fan. I absolutely love that. <laughs> I, I'm like, this is like the best day, the best thing that's ever happened to Dorit Kemsley. Like when she's like, wait, I have to do this for Harry Styles. Like what, what worlds are we living in here? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it, but I mean, I'm here for it. You're totally here for it. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> you think oh, he paid for that? Like a cameo? <laughs> Probably. I mean, like, I don't even know how that, like, what, like someone just contacts like PK through like Boy George and managers and they're like, oh, yeah. he, he wants this from Dorit. Like, mm-hmm. why? But I mean, why too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe like, yeah, maybe like the London British thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. The Boy George thing is probably how it, how it all happened. I love that so much. <laughs> so right, Tom. Yeah, let's get into last night or this week's uh, Salt Lake City. Um, David, are you a big fan of Salt Lake City? I'm not sure what your stance is on this on this franchise. I am. I like it. Like I have mixed feelings, but I like it overall better than a bunch of other franchises. I think it's, you know, it's really good. Like I think it came back with such a bang and like it has yeah. low moments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, saying last week, like the husband scene would have gotten deleted on any other housewives, but like they kind of they kind of need filler a little bit. But but I'm just a little waiting. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for the like the you just because you know that the arrest is about to happen. So I'm like, all right, just speed it up. I just want to get there already and yeah, kind of yeah. see the fallout. Like I don't really care about the catering drama. Like I want the arrest drama. <laughs> totally. We saw uh, Jenny, the new housewife, open up and it was super sad about all the miscarriage that she had and her husband wanting another child. So what do you guys think about that? Should she should she get a sister wife? Oh, my God. No. Like, that was like awful. I felt so bad for her. Why are you pressuring this? This poor woman had 13 miscarriages and um, and a stillbirth. And you're still pressuring her to have more children like get the F out. No, <laughs> like don't yeah. go down that road. Yeah. I'm afraid of, for this marriage, like mm-hmm. now that this is all airing and fans are saying like, is he joking? That's horrible. If that's going to affect their marriage because they're new to the show, yeah. they're vulnerable. And I think, he, you know, I'm sure this was a bit produced and him asking her if she wants a sister wife was probably produced, but it's going to hurt their, hurt their marriage now that it's all playing out oh totally i think so too i i think so and just if you don't want a child how is this gonna happen you know like just you know i mean i have to say like jenny i don't know she's not doing it for me as a housewife no same we've said it a few times like i just don't see it and now she's been so vulnerable it's kind of sad that she like put this story out there yeah a little bit right and i just kind of tune out when she's on you know it's like you know that first year curse where you're just you just know like we just know as the audience like you're just this isn't for you no yeah. totally totally yeah. what did we think about lisa did she t- totally set up that moment with whitney yes <laughs> i mean i've talked to whitney and lisa on my show and like it's so it's yeah probably right yeah i think so yeah i think i think again like i always say it's also the producers i can't blame lisa fully but it was totally set up it was totally set up it really was and i'm just like okay who cares now like right 
Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was interesting that Mary opened up a little bit more about her husband, because I feel like we don't get too much about uh, Robert Sr. Um, but it seems like she's just not very happy that he is back. Um, they've spent a year apart with COVID and yeah. now he's back in the mix and she's ready for him to leave. Yeah. That whole situation makes me sad. So sad. <laughs> Yeah, it like made me cringe and like not just a, like a wow, you know, like when she's like, I really would like to change him to fit my needs or whatever the direct quote is. I was like, oh, my God, like this is, you know, it's just like it's uh, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't. Make I'm wondering me. if any guys are sliding into her DMs now that she's like been on the show might change Maybe. things. That would make for a good, a good season three. It would be. <laughs> I don't know if that a lot of people can handle that. <laughs> can you picture Mary dating, like just going on dates? I mean, that would be, Mary is like, I, I mean, I literally watch it. I'm like, is she brilliant or is right. she absolutely crazy? crazy? Like I still can't, like it's season, I still am not sure. I'm like, is this woman just so fascinating to watch or is she literally like, insane it's literally right? insane. No, i usually watch her scene twice or like i, I slow it down the footage mm -hmm. because i'm like what is she saying what did she say <laughs> i know totally. totally all right well let's uh, move on to our real talk and we recently caught up with cynthia bailey who revealed that she butted heads um with ramona on the ultimate girls trip take a look seems like a lot of people um on the trip butt butt heads with ramona so the maybe the ramona roller coaster came out is, is the that coaster was in full effect yeah like everyone was on that crazy ride you know a couple of times you know some more than others uh we definitely bumped heads um you know i gotta be honest i just kind of take ramona where she is after my like second argument with her i was like you know what I'm just going to cough this up to like, this is just what you do. Like you just don't have a sensitivity, ch sensitivity chip. You don't really have a filter. I don't even know if you're aware of what you're saying half of the time at this point. So I don't have the energy to go back and forth with you since this is going, since you got other people, you got to go back. And forth. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of tapped out in the end, but we definitely had some, you know, some very strong conversations. Yeah. And I actually started the trip really trying to help her out because, you know, she kind of put her foot in her mouth as soon as we got on plane before, before we even took off. So, you know, being the voice of reason over here, uh, I just thought, you know what, let me pull my girlfriend to the side here mm -hmm. and just give her some advice if she wants to be able to get along with anyone on this trip. So, but anyway, you guys will see how that all played out. But hey, all a girl can do is try. Yes. I'm like, clearly she didn't take it, <laughs> but I think, you make, didn't take it. Right, I think you make a good point. I feel like Ramona d never knows exactly what she's saying and has no filter. And just... She doesn't take it that seriously. Like, honestly, she'll like, you'll get into a whole argument with her. And then five minutes later, she's like, Hey, do you want to go have a drink? You know, Hey, do you want to go have a drink now? I'm like, no, we just curse each other out. No, I don't want to go have a drink now. I'm still processing. I'm the kind of girl that if I'm upset with you, I need to be, I need my time to be, to process my upsetness. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to hang out with you right after an argument. No, let me, give me, give me some space. I mean, are we really surprised that everyone butted heads with Ramona on this trip? No. 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 <laughs> no. I mean, are you guys, are you excited for girls trip or... Mm, a, yes lot. No, a lot a no. lot but I, yeah. yeah not particularly i'm like yeah like i yeah 
Like, it's interesting. I do think it's like, I find it interesting when you get to like cities, you know, is it like family? Like, that's what I felt like the psychology behind it. Is it like, okay, like Luana Ramon, you guys have problems, but you know, you're still family because you're from the same, like you might not like each other, but you'll stick up for each other outside of, I mean, I'm more interested like in that, mm-hmm. but what, what I don't, I mean, I know it was only a week, but like, what are they going to do? Like, right. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. I said to Cynthia, I was like a lot can, ha- so much can happen in just eight days. And she's like, yeah, I was fighting with Ramon before we even took off so who knows i'm sure i feel like it's gonna be like a lot of like forced drama yeah that's what you said it earlier you know ramona knows what the camera wants Mm -hmm. and if she knows she only has eight days she's gonna do whatever she needs to do to make you know hopefully come back for another season for this or whatever and it's gonna feel that way yeah i think totally that's kind of what i think too yeah. You know, it'll just be interesting, like Teresa, Melissa, like, so, I mean, there's interesting parts to it, but yeah, overall, I'm just like, I don't, you know, and I think it's going to be interesting just to see Peacock, like, are people going to flock yes. to Peacock? Right. That's true. Flock to Peacock. I don't know about that. Because, <laughs> you know, you have to pay, which I mean, uh-huh. it sounds easy. It's not that much, however much it is, but it's just, you know, I don't know. It's a whole yeah, different thing than another, just turning on your TV. Right. Another streaming service. Here we go again. Another password to remember. More yes, more. exactly. Seriously. <laughs> um, okay. So we also caught up with the writer of not all diamonds and Rose, Dave Quinn. Um, he revealed why Bravo didn't want Bethany Frankel at first. And if she was really the one behind the Tom Dagas- D'Agostino uh, Regency drama. So Take a listen to this. I know we talked a little bit about Bethany before, but it's true that she didn't really want to do Housewives when she was first approached to do the show. Yeah, I mean, that's talked about in the book as well. And they kind of, uh, they didn't really want her either. She had been on Celebrity Apprentice and it was this idea about, you know, what is it going to be a shark jump moment to have another reality star on the show? But, mm-hmm. you know, I think we can all agree that Bethany really just, it was such a, a lightning rod that first season and and remained all the time that she was on the show, even when she left and came back, just like such mm-hmm. dynamic television. She works, I think, She's a great reality star, and I think she's incredible in an ensemble. Yes. So, did she set up the woman to ki- uh, to kiss Tom at the Regency? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I I don't know. I mean, I don't have the answer to that question. You read what other people think about it. I kind of like to listen. I am one of those people who just believes mm-hmm. that people inherently are good. Yeah. That uh, you know, we like to think as fans that housewives are behind the scenes stirring a cauldron, being like, mm-hmm. "I'm going to get her." I just don't think that's the way real people act. Right. And I don't you think know. that's the way the house was. It's fun to like fantasize about the strategy, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't think that uh, it, truth is stranger than fiction. Some things just fall into your lap. And in that situation, it really, to me, per, I perceive it as it just kind of fell into her lap. No, totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, what a great, what a great moment. What oh, a great goodness. gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe not to Luan, but a great gift to us. <laughs> Do we think that Bethany really constructed this whole Tom, uh, kissing at the Regency. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think Bethany was always wearing a producer hat on the show and she thought this is going to be a good show. And she was right. (laughs) I think. Yeah, really. I, I don't I mean, listen, I think she is one of the producers, I think her and Ramona. And like even when I've talked to housewives like from New York past, like that's the consensus that like Ramona and Bethany in like a good way will keep the story moving forward. Mm-hmm. I never thought that she made it up, though. So it's interesting you think that. Yeah. I don't know. Now you're making me second guess. <laughs> a lot, a, a lot I go of back things. and watch it all again. Now, this is another one. Like, 
this book is making me want to go back and watch old episodes. Watch all old episodes. Yeah. It, it is. It's yeah. fascinating that so many women kind of came. I was disappointed that Bethany didn't speak out in the book at all. Um, I thought that she would be one to do so, which actually kind of brings us into our social spotlight because I know Bethany did kind of um, speak out a little bit about this on Twitter, right, David? She did. The, the quote that I that I thought was so great is, I mean, she basically made because I mean, a lot of people and I mean, I forgot like Ramona and Carol are saying like, you know, she manufactured and she was a producer and Andy's like, you know, she wanted some clause in her contract, whatever it is. And thank God we didn't do it. it was, so, I mean, Bethany just manages to slam everybody producers she's like let's include everybody castmates talent whatever she's and then she's like oh and by the way like here's like the bethany frankel b podcast so i'm like slamming everyone and promoting your podcast in like one tweet like this is why you are the all-star that you are i always say bethany one housewives like mm-hmm. it doesn't shock me she's not in the book it doesn't like i still i still think bethany would go back if the money were right i mean like the rumor was she wanted five million dollars that season where she left and you know they didn't work out the money so i don't think the money will ever really work out but i yeah. do think after this mark burnett show didn't really go so well for her like i think there's a number but i think it's so astronomical i think she really wants nothing to do with it and i still think as much drama as is going on even with andy involved i still think they would take her back if they could get a deal yeah if they can if they can wing it they'll do it i totally agree with you and i'd watch yeah 100 um my social spotlight went to pk because uh he posted a photo of Doree and he said the real truth behind why the beverly hills reunion is four episodes is because andy asked Doree how she was doing i just thought it was cute and funny um and i i appreciated pk's humor in that moment um i like that yeah. My only thing with Dorit is like, I never, like, I have to, again, go back and watch old episodes because the only thing we got this season was that she does talk too much. I'm like, I want to actually see her talk too much. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yes, definitely. Mandy, how about you? Uh, so my social spotlight was to Lisa Rinna. Um, after speaking out about Amelia and Scott on last night's reunion, um, she went, she took to Instagram stories again. She posted another photo of Harry Styles. And then she also posted a Justin Bieber performance, but cut to just the part where he says, my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. So <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I mean, she's not subtle. Like you said last night, uh, she's shady. <laughs> she is so good at it. She's yeah. so good at the shade. Like Rena, this is Rena was born for this. This is the role she was born to play. Totally. Yeah. I love it so much. Well, and I, we absolutely loved having you, David, on the show today. Thank you so, so much for taking the time and speaking with us and running down all things Housewives. It was so great to get your pers- perspective. And remind everyone where we can yes. hear your podcast. You guys are amazing. So you could hear it behind the velvet robe on Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found five days a week, a different interview with all your favorites, past and present. My motto is gone, but not forgotten. So sometimes we do current housewives. Sometimes we do past housewives. We like to mix it up. So check it out. I love that. And five days a week. Good for you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it's you have days where you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? And like, it's funny because and then, I mean, I won't go on, but like when I go out with friends and socially and people find out what I do and ugh, everyone wants to talk housewives. And I'm like, listen, it's, I don't want to talk anything about housewives. Like, whatever you want, a break, pick a topic. I just, you know, yes. Totally. Well, David, thank you so much. And for much more on the housewives, head on over to usmagazine.com and listen to our podcast as well. Getting real with the housewives. We'll see you guys next week. 